Good morning, Faith Community Church. I'm Clint here with another devotional. Today we are in the book of Philemon, which is one chapter long, so this is the only devotional on this book. <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, it is. 25 verses long. Uh, Jason, can you give us a short synopsis of the book of Philemon? Yeah, Philemon is uh, incredibly short. It's often overlooked, and I think sometimes we direct our attention, whether it's the New Testament or the Old Testament, we direct our attention toward some of the longer books mm -hmm. sort of pass over uh, some of these shorter books, especially the book of Philemon is, is written by Paul to a man named Philemon. And so, and it's a lot about slavery and a slave Onesimus. And so I think a lot of us, we just sort of glance over it. You know, I don't own any slaves. I, right. uh, you know, it's, it's not written to me. I'm not a slave. So we sort of gloss over it. But uh, the book of Philemon is a, a fascinating book. I, when I was at Masters University, we spent an entire semester in my biblical interpretation class just working through the book of Philemon. And we'd, mm. we'd break it down and we'd look at the different definitions and words. And it was really quite fascinating to be able to, to slow down and really sort of dive into the book of Philemon. But it's about, um, it's written by Paul to a man named Philemon about a slave named Onesimus. And Onesimus, we sort of put the pieces together as we read through it. Onesimus, it seems like he escaped uh, from Philemon. Um, and right. He wanted to get to Rome. Uh, and I imagine he wanted to sort of lay low in Rome. He's a, he's a runaway slave. Right. Uh, he's a fugitive on the run, if you will. And yet through, I would assume, some crazy circumstances, winds up meeting Paul or someone close to Paul, right. having the gospel shared with him, becomes a believer and so he's he's there he's with Paul he becomes va very very valuable uh, to Paul and yet he's still a runaway slave he still technically you know broke the law right and so Paul wants to to send him back he sends him back with some letters um, some letters to some surrounding churches and also a letter to Philemon and it seems Paul doesn't come right out and say it, but in in verse 16 of Philemon, it would seem that Paul is sort of hinting at Philemon, like, hey, can you let him go? Uh, <laughs> he wants him to treat Onesimus no longer as a slave, verse 16 says, but more than a slave, as a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and to the Lord. And then in verse 21, he says, confident of your obedience, like, hint, hint, wink, wink, Philemon, um, confident of your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. And so it would seem as if Paul is saying, like, Let, let's, no, don't, don't treat Philemon like a slave. Don't treat him like property. This is a brother in Christ, uh, which sort of leads into a very important question as we're, we're talking about Philemon and Onesimus and the slave and slave owner relationship. Um, why does, does Paul in this book or even you know, Christ or other parts of the New Testament, why don't they just come right out and say, hey, look, slavery's bad. Stop <laughs> it. Right. Why doesn't he do that? Well, in today's day and age, if you were to write it, you'd pretty much just get likes on Facebook and uh, everybody agrees with you with that, right? I mean, back then, obviously, we have slaves and slave owners and, um, you know, slaves were uh, a huge part of the uh, economic system. Like, they... They were they were the labor for everything, and um, John MacArthur talks a little bit about this in his commentary, and he talks about how um, 
the way that slaves were treated by their masters, even before this, um, history books and um, uh, traditionally how it how it looks here before this time in the first century, that slaves were treated uh, really brutally. Uh, masters had no... Um, uh, there was nothing holding masters back from doing whatever they wanted to their slaves, even just killing them for their own pleasure. Um, and so now in, in in this day and age, a little bit later, um, it seems like slaves are being treated a little bit um, better, a little bit kinder, um, maybe because masters figured out that slaves who are treated nicer work harder. But um, I'm going to read something uh, or kind of a synopsis of what John MacArthur says about this. He addresses this question um, in his commentary on Philemon. He says uh, that scripture attacking slavery directly could have resulted in chaos. The slave insurrection would probably have been dealt with brutally and slaves massacred and the gospel swallowed up in social reform. So somebody brings up something that's, you know, uh, uh, completely against what almost everybody is about. Um, slaves, you know, grab onto it. Slaves rise up. Insurrection. I mean, the story of Spartacus, which is based on history and how they were treated too. But um, I think it's important to remember that this isn't what Scripture does. It doesn't just go after the um, the results of sin as opposed to like where sin comes from itself. And so scripture, instead of attacking slavery directly, goes straight for the heart of man and going right after um, Philemon's heart and saying, I mean, Paul says himself that um, that I could tell you to do this, but I, I'm going to appeal to you. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a second, but right. I want to appeal to you first um, and give you the opportunity to uh, forgive Onesimus, receive him back, and as you said, like a brother. Right. And I think it's really important that we remember, um, you know, Scripture doesn't attack a lot of sins directly because it attacks it attacks the desires of our heart that are evil. And it, it Jesus wants our hearts. He wants us to come to him, and he wants us to, um, and he gives us the freedom to make those decisions. And so when you attack the... Um, the results of sin, which in this case being slavery here, then you're attacking slavery. So in a way, it's indirectly attacking it there. And it's the way that Jesus, uh, it's the way God wanted to um, address that here. In fact, even though, I mean, this book has is a story of a slave and his master, um, and even though it's not saying directly that slavery is wrong, you shouldn't do it, this is a way, if not a better way, of attacking the issue of slavery. Right. And I think I think I really liked how you you put it of, you know, the, the scripture continues to go at the heart. And if we look at what the scripture says about the heart and how we sh- how our hearts should be conditioned and how they should be honoring and glorifying to God and how they should uh, look at other people and treat other people, you can never own another human being and right. be in line with what God says about the heart. And I think so, that's what Paul is saying here, right? right? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, going, it's going much deeper than that because it, it talks about all relationships. And so you can never, you know, look at someone as anything less than a someone who is created in the image of God, loved by God, mm-hmm. whom God desires to adopt into his family along with you. And that is just wildly inconsistent with any way. Uh, a slave would be would be treated. So, um, right. yeah, Paul and Jesus and the other writers of Scripture, they definitely they take it to that next step, actually, 
and uh, address the heart. And so that we see that, that Paul does that with, with Philemon. Um, hmm. And it's, it's almost a way of, as, as we're growing and maturing in Christ, and, and we, have, we have kids are growing, and we have people in our ministry that are growing, and as much as we want to just say, you know, just give me your life and just let me tell you exactly what you right. should be doing. The instruction manual. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, again, it goes back to the heart. And so what, is, what does Paul do here as he's trying to, to talk to Philemon? Does he just give him, like, this is exactly what you should do, follow my exact instructions, or does he appeal to something more important? Right, yeah, in verse 8, um, he says, For this reason, although I have great boldness in Christ to command you to do what is right, I appeal to you instead on the basis of love. I, Paul, as an elderly man, and now also as a prisoner of Christ Jesus, appeal to you for my son Onesimus. So Paul is is giving him the chance here to say, like, I can tell you what to do, or I can appeal to you instead. And since Paul, I mean, I'm assuming Paul led Philemon to Christ here. Mm-hmm. So um, because Paul says that you owe me yourself to, to Philemon. Right. So uh, then kind of banking on that a little bit later in the chapter also, but I think that the answer to that is in verse 14. It says, um, but I didn't want to do anything without your consent so that your good deed might not be out of obligation, but by your own free will. And so, I mean, our, our worship, glorifying God coming from us is God giving us the freedom to choose to worship him or not to worship him. And God is more, and God is glorified when we have the chance to disobey, we obey. Um, and we we come to him, we make the choice, and we say, I want to be obedient to Christ. I want to follow him, and I want to turn away and repent of, of my sin. And so Paul kind of does that here for Philemon, and Paul gives him high praises here too. So we know a little bit from Philemon by how Paul praises him, that you, I know you're active in the church, you're serving, you're a loving man, you're a faithful man, um, and he says with full confidence, and I think we should have full confidence that he probably did that too, if Paul yeah. was. So I think we can, I think we can take Paul's voucher there. It'd be really interesting to know exactly how Philemon uh, responded to him, but um, I think it's, and it's, this is kind of the same thing with our kids. Um, you know, we have young kids, and getting them to understand the heart and the decisions they make um, you know, there's a reason that I don't just tell Cora why I'm disciplining her here. I'm I'm trying to get her to think through like why she why she did what she did was wrong, or even though, or even on the flip side here, when he says I'm going to give you an opportunity to do a good deed, not just saying go do this, but asking him what do you think you should do with this? How do you think you should handle this? And then right. getting them to think of it themselves instead of just giving them straight up instructions. Right, right. Yeah, so there's, there's very good lessons in this book, and, and hopefully as you're reading the devotionals uh, today and you're reading through the book of Philemon, you're really, really thinking about some of these things. And I think, you know, we want it to say a certain thing, like, Paul, just come out and say it, like slavery. But, like, okay, why doesn't he just come out and say it, and and what is he appealing to instead? Right. Anyway, that's the book of Philemon for today. We will see you next week on Monday. God bless.